You're listening to KCBS In-Depth. Democracy is a little bit of a gamble and a little bit of a miracle. This idea that we will all agree to be able to govern ourselves. The people, places, and issues the Bay Area is talking about. The materials you need to build a wildfire-resistant home, are they're all here. They're on the shelf at your local, your local hardware store. What do I do if someone pulls off my headscarf? But what do I do as someone who has privilege when I see one of my neighbors or, or friends being attacked? This is KCBS In-Depth. Here in the Bay Area, it's boom times for the tech sector. In fact, much of the region has added tens of thousands of tech jobs just over the past decade or so. And for the most part, all these new jobs have been celebrated. But there's growing concern that this supercharged tech economy has come along with some serious costs, from traffic gridlock to spiraling housing prices. And now... Some are raising the question, would the Bay Area be better off if some of those tech jobs went somewhere else? I'm Keith Menconi. This is KCBS In-Depth. And today in the program, we're going to take on a new report out from the Brookings Institution that suggests that the high concentration of tech work here isn't just causing problems for the Bay Area. It's also stunting growth in cities throughout the country. To spell out that argument, we're joined now on the program by Mark Miro. He's the co-author of the report and also a senior fellow and policy director of the Brookings Metropolitan Program. Mark Miro, thanks for joining KCBS In-Depth. Hey, thanks for having me. Look forward to the conversation. And for some local perspective, we're also joined now by a voice that will be fairly familiar to many KCBS listeners. It's Jim Wonderman. He is the president and CEO of the Bay Area Council, a San Francisco-based business association and advocacy group. Jim Wonderman, thanks for joining us as well. Sure, my pleasure. So before we get into it, I want to illustrate just where we are in the Bay Area right now with a story we reported last month about the launch of a company called Main Street. As uh, many of you will remember, that's a company that is seeking to help high-skilled Bay Area worker bees move out of the region but continue their work as remote workers. We think there's a huge opportunity in linking the talent that lives in suburban and rural communities with the great jobs that exist in urban areas like New York and San Francisco. That's Main Street CEO Doug Ludlow, and he launched his new company with an eye-catching offer, $10,000 to move out of the Bay Area. Basically, the deal was you become a remote worker, move out, and they'll give you a $10,000 bonus to make the move a little bit easier. You know, the offer was a way to get some attention, to get some marketing buzz, but the truth is a lot of frustrated Bay Area residents would make the move for an awful lot less. Ludlow says the company got hundreds of inquiries on the very first day it launched, and many had similar motivations. On our application, we actually say, why are you interested in doing this? And I I don't know the exact number, it was roughly 50% are saying, I want to buy a home, right? I want good schools for my kids. To where in the Bay Area, especially the South Bay, if you want to if you want to send your kids to a good school, the home prices are just utterly insane, right? That's not true for most of the country. And then there's the flip side of the equation. Ludlow grew up in Modesto, and he says he's seen firsthand just what it means when those high-paying jobs just keep going to other cities. Almost everyone I knew who wanted to get a, a good job had to leave, right? I watched good jobs you know, leave the city and factories close. Uh, it, it would be my dream that no one actually ever has to leave their hometown in order to get a great job. Uh, I think everyone would agree that you know this inequality between these dense urban centers like San Francisco, New York, and you know suburban and rural communities, it's not great for the country, it's not great for the world for one area to have a ton of jobs, high paying jobs, another area to not. So if we could smooth that out a little bit, uh, I think it'd be a wonderful thing. 
All right, so smoothing it out a little bit. That is what you're talking about, Mark Miro, with the Brookings Metropolitan Program. Uh, we heard there are just a couple of reasons why that might be a good idea to smooth it out. And uh, we can expand on that a little bit later in the conversation. But first, uh, I was hoping you could give us a sense of what you found in your report when you went looking to see just how concentrated these jobs have become in various cities uh, around the country. It, it, it is pretty striking. It's quite concentrated at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've become uh, sort of jaded about some of these trends, but uh, what we what we found in this latest analysis was, you know, pretty darn eye popping. Uh, so it's it's no secret that uh, wide economic differences in regional economic performance have been opening in the country. That's familiar, and we actually celebrate a degree of uh, regional variation. All of us do. Uh, the agglomeration economy has created, you know, the Bay Area, Boston, and Seattle. You know, even the Research Triangle is, you know, uh, important hotspots. But w- we looked at this uh, by. Uh, we wanted to update the story, see where we are uh, looking at uh, a very specific array of what we call innovation industries. These were 13 industries with very high R&D content and almost half of their workers, 48% of their workers in STEM uh, work uh, and with STEM degrees. We found of if you look at growth of those 13 uh, industries, which include some digital services, but also aerospace, uh, chip making, uh, biotech, et cetera, we found that just five places account for 90%, 91% of the uh, growth uh, in, since 2005 in those 13 Industry. So we're talking about not just concentration, but what we call hyper-concentration and really very little growth existing in the rest of the country for for hundreds of other places to share. So we were prepared to to find that the country's uh, tech-based economy was uh, concentrating and diverging. This seems extreme. And and we do think it's something of an emergency. Mm, Something of an emergency. Uh, If you could expand on that a little bit, we've already heard a couple of the concerns that folks have raised. You know, it's getting very packed in here in the Bay Area. It's also uh, very difficult to find housing for a lot of people that don't have those uh, tech job salaries that make it a little bit easier to live here. Mark Muro, what would you add to that picture of some of the problems that this concentration is causing? Well, yeah, right. I mean, this might not be a problem. Uh, many uh, traditional economists uh, and, and really all of us uh, see the incredible value of agglomeration economies and concentration, so-called clustering, uh, as maximizing innovation, information sharing, IP development. So it might be it might be good for the country. But in fact, uh, we think that the balance has shifted that there's increasing literature showing significant economic costs, social costs, political costs. Uh, on the economic front, on the one hand, you know, the overheated uh, superstars, those five places are dealing with incredibly uh, incredible uh, housing problems, traffic problems, yes, but also 
possible challenges in which their cost structure is, sim is simply raising the costs of, of doing business uh, in these places. Uh, so that's a potential problem. But for the rest of the, the country, we think that it's more clearly or equally clearly uh, a negative. We're, first, we're seeing a very uh, disturbing sorting of, we think, you know, talented people in which only the talented can even consider moving to these hubs and being and and having it work out. So we're seeing this sorting in which places are left behind actually with reduced talent and reduced ability to catch up. Also social costs uh, for those who are not near these tremendous uh, concentrations, this might be a justice issue. They are remote from the biggest drivers of mo of social mobility we have. We think that's unfair, and it's becoming corrosive in the country. And then finally, you know, the the you know recognized political uh, we call it an externality. Uh, this isn't just a unfortunate side effect, but we think that this is contributing to the kind of epidemic of. Uh, anti-elitist, anti-system voting, and we worry that it's undermining the consensus for innovation-driven growth for technology. Part of it is that all the action is somewhere else, and 90% of people feel extremely remote from it. All right. So a lot of issues that you just raised right there, a lot of different things that we can talk about as the conversation goes on. Uh, real quick, I want to remind our listeners that uh, you're listening to KCBS In-Depth. That's our weekly deep dive into the events and trends shaping life in the Bay Area and beyond. Today in the program, when it comes to tech jobs, can you have too much of a good thing? We're discussing the new report suggesting that the Bay Area and the country would be better off if all those tech jobs were spread a little bit more evenly throughout. Uh, joining us, we're speaking to the co-author of the report. We just heard from Mark Miro, who works at the, as the policy director of the Brookings Metropolitan Program. Also speaking with uh, Jim Wonderman. He is the president and CEO of the Bay Area Council. And uh, let's bring Jim Wonderman into the conversation. So take on that question. Can, can the Bay Area have too many tech jobs? <laughs> well, it's, uh, thank, thanks for uh, having me on. I, you know, this is, uh, this is sort of the, the questions of our time that we're, we're dealing with. And uh, in this new world of this new economy, I think a lot of places are trying to f figure this out. And, you know, we're at the epicenter of that. So, you know, I think it's been a remarkable thing for the Bay Area to have become at the at the very center of innovation, not just not just for the country, but for the globe. And I think it's brought a lot of great things here to the region, to our state, and to our country. So the question you ask is is you know is, do we have too much of a good thing? And I know to the, anybody stuck in traffic listening to your show right now, uh, you know, is probably going to say yes. You know, there is too much, and it certainly is having the kind of effects. Um, I would say that I, I like the study that that Mark and Brookings put out. I, you know, obviously, it would, and it's happening anyway because companies aren't necessarily leaving the place, but a lot a lot of our members and a lot of the organizations are growing in places like Austin and Denver and Boise and New York City and and you know in addition to Boston and Seattle and the places that already have have it. So. You know, it's happening in, from market forces, and then the question the report raises is: Could we, could we encourage this? Could we stimulate more of this 
uh, and be successful at it. And I think it's a worthy conversation because we didn't because we didn't plan for this economy, and there was the Bay Area, one of there's a number of reasons why I, I believe these innovation economies happen. And uh, so it's it's when you peel back the onion, there's a, n- a number of factors, and there's things like the quality of life, the the diversity, diversity of thought, education systems, culture. Um, you can't control for all of those things, but uh, you know I think that when you when you think about the need for infrastructure and housing to support the development of any economy, we weren't really prepared for that. And there was resistance to some of that in order to protect the quality of life, which was one of the big factors here in the Bay Area. Hmm. And so as a result, for about 50 years, we've been way underperforming in building housing. Mm-hmm. And, and our transportation infrastructure, which we've improved, we haven't improved nearly quickly enough or effectively enough. And so now people, the, the quality of life is being sacrificed and people are rightfully asked Asking this question. I don't think the answer is that we really have too many tech workers. I think the answer is we, as an as a, a urban region, didn't think about this far in advance. We, we didn't understand mm-hmm. the implications of right. not acting. And we are now uh, in a situation where you know, people are really feeling the pinch and you know, companies like Main Street are saying, you know, we'll, 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 we'll send you somewhere else for a nominal amount of money if only I could get out of the Bay Area. One of the things we're working on in the Bay Area, and it's interesting that he's from Modesto, is we now think the nine-county Bay Area is no longer the region, that it's a much larger region of many more counties because people are moving to the Central Valley and Sacramento, and they're having these horrendous commutes to get to jobs here. So what if we could create the infrastructure in the next generation so that, you know, people People who want to leave the Bay Area, they don't have to go to another part of the country. Uh, they could go to another part of Northern California, have a connection to the Bay Area, uh, but uh, but have a really good job, have a really good house at a reasonably modest price. And so we're actually starting to work on that as an initiative to see how we could connect up Sacramento, Northern San Joaquin County, uh, the Bay Area counties, and so forth. And I, I think in the future, you're going to see some action here. Mm. Well, let's pick up on that, on that thread in uh, just a second. Before we get to it, though, I mean, this conversation brings to mind for me the now, I think, somewhat controversial uh, Twitter tax that was passed uh, in, in the early part of uh, this decade, uh, uh, helping uh, tech companies stay in uh, downtown San Francisco, very highly associated with uh, the late uh, San Francisco Mayor Ed Lee. And it was a, a tax that I think helped a, a lot of businesses indeed stay in San Francisco. It, 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 uh, his administration, Ed Lee's administration, was seen as a very tech-friendly administration. Uh, but in retrospect, uh, that, uh, that same tax has been discussed by supervisors earlier this year, and I think many of them are describing it now as a mistake, that the benefits in terms of, you know, when it was pitched, it was pitched as a way to not only get tech jobs in the city, but to have that multiplier effect that would bring in more service, uh, more lower-paying jobs for uh, people that are less educated, less skilled. And in a lot of ways, it didn't work out that way. We saw the the cost of living for those low-wage workers go up. We didn't see as many jobs materialize as we had hoped for. So 
if we're thinking about creating more jobs in the Bay Area here in 2019, uh, Jim Wonderman, what should we be keeping in mind to make that equation work out a little bit better for the less paid workers, the less well-off? Well, well, thanks. So remember that credit went in at a different time, coming out of a recession in which Edley and every other politician said their top three priorities were jobs, jobs, jobs. And so with the notion that companies, early-stage companies like Twitter, would leave San Francisco unless they had some incentives to stay, you know, that and there was also a focus on the mid-market area, an area of the city which had long been desired to improve. You know, that's what took place there. I think that uh, it was successful in 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 in, se- in sealing the image of San Francisco, which historically had not really firmed up its its image as a tech capital. In doing that, it, you know, one time Silicon Valley and San Francisco couldn't have been farther apart. So that's had a dramatic effect, maybe a bigger effect than any of us. Uh, thought. Uh, and so we've had this cyclical economy, and, and we may see that again at some point. But I, I think what the supervisors really need to focus on and what they should have uh, for a long period of time again is, you know, let's put the housing in place, all, you know, market rate housing, affordable housing, missing middle, you know, moderate rate housing, and recognize the fact that people want to live in an iconic city like San Francisco. They'd like to have their job here. It's a great place, uh, you know, this city, this region. And you know, it's not just San Francisco. It's all over the region. We've, we've shortchanged our responsibility on that issue. And if you do that and you properly invest in infrastructure to get more people out of their cars and get them onto transit, uh, which you know, we, we need to do a better job of that, then I think you know, people might look at this differently. Um, I, I do think that the, you know, this wealth divide that we have created through this that was an unintended consequence, it needs to be addressed in different ways. There are different, there, you know, the, we need to find ways to share this wealth so that people aren't suffering on the streets at the same time, you know, we've created this you know, incredible pockets of wealth. Uh, you know, it's intolerable and we need to fix that. And it's one of the things our organization is focused on doing. Uh, we have to do that. Hmm. Well, I think that that's a good segue to get into the question of how do you spread this wealth to other portions of the country or perhaps other portions of Northern California, as we uh, hinted at earlier in the conversation. Before we jump into that, I want to remind our listeners one last time that this is KCBS In-Depth. Today on the program, should the Bay Area be sharing the tech wealth? We're picking through a new report that suggests that the mega concentration of tech jobs in the Bay Area is causing serious problems to the region and the country. Joining us, we're speaking to the co-author of that report, Mark Miro, who works as the policy director of the Brookings Metropolitan Program. Also with us, we're joined by Jim Wonderman. He's the president and CEO of the Bay Area Council. Uh, Turning things back to Mark Miro. So we're talking here about maybe it would be great to make a mega region in Northern California, spread some of these jobs out to other places. But uh, your very own report suggests that spreading out the tech sector is difficult because of the very nature of the tech sector itself. There are advantages to having tech clusters, to having, I guess, all the smart people in one place, as it were. So tell us a little bit about that aspect that's uh, specific to the tech sector. Yeah, our, our take here is that this isn't just happening because, you know, there's something wrong with the rules. We think these are fundamental dynamics that what is what is con- the concentrations in Seattle, the Bay Area, San Diego, and Boston are the results of deep set rules of the economy and and, and logic of clustering, IP sharing, uh, uh, concentrations of talent. 
So we're not going to be able to repeal that, nor should we. And we don't see any agenda here for you know somehow taking work away from these great concentrations. Uh, you know, and we really don't even view it as sharing. Uh, what I think we need to do, though, and, and but I think we need to know that this won't likely resolve itself on its own. Uh, that these dynamics are deeply uh, entrenched, and we have a kind of lock-in of certain places. We think the best response is to, in some ways, repeat uh, the, the, what we think is a kind of known uh, set of inputs that, that lead to strong uh, technology-based development. And so our, our idea is instead to tr – let's see if we can add to the nation's geography, not subtract from you know, these powerful concentrations, which are going to have to work out their uh, housing and, and traffic issues. But can we create some new hubs and new places, building on places that already are gaining traction, that have that critical focal point of a great research university that already have some concentrations of these talented workers. So our idea is, you know, this won't resolve itself. Self-regulation won't work. So can we, though, learn from the past and repeat the past, taking some shots at creating some new hubs and new places that maybe maybe some of them don't work out, but we wager some of them will. And we think that's the kind of approach to thinking about this from a national level. Understandably, you know, most of the discussion focuses on the Bay Area and whether it's tolerable or not or whether mistakes were made there. We actually think the question is, don't we need a national spatial policy around technology? Don't we need to be thinking about creating a degree of uh, new, uh, uh, array of new hubs in the heartland? Hmm. And so in your report, there are suggestions that we could use uh, federal subsidies, loosening of some forms of uh, regulations to help these uh, specific regions along. Uh, Jim Wonderman, I wonder, uh, so you, you, you've you already discussed a little bit uh, the notion that there could be more tech se sectors uh, spread throughout the mega region of uh, Northern California. What would you add to the list of things that would need to happen to make that possible? Well, I think first and foremost, you have to have uh, infrastructure that connects the part of California where the where the jobs are currently uh, located to the places where you'd like to locate them. So, if it perhaps were, even a, a really fast train of some like kind, like a fast train, ima imagine that. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you go around. You know, when we travel to China, which we do a lot, or Europe, you know, that, you know that's how you get about. And here, it's it's like this crazy idea that we would have high-speed rail. Never but go to a, Asia if you live in the Bay Area. It just spoils you. Yeah. I mean, if we had what Spain calls slow-speed rail, which is 120 miles an hour in Northern <laughs> California, it would solve this problem. Yeah. And we could have it. And yeah. so we're, you know, we're, we're going to look at these things. But I think that's first and foremost. I think you have to have a, a, an urban plan that actually looks at the bigger geography, mm -hmm. which we haven't had. We have these counties and cities, and everybody does their planning separately. And you know, the state, I don't, I don't think, has historic. It's a big state, hasn't wanted to be too heavy-handed about this. The only area where they've gotten into it all has been on, in uh, greenhouse gas emissions and trying to control.
control those through, you know, vehicle mile travel and things like that. But beyond that, you know, I think there's some thoughtfulness around how to structure these larger regions is in order. And then maybe connecting them up through, you know, smart infrastructure investments would be, you know, really, really important. Um, you know, to some degree, it's cultural. And, you know, you, 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 know, you can't take innovation for granted. Um, you know, you have to really kind of take a look at, I think, you know, if you can do this right, each opportunity and make sure that the the basic building blocks of an innovation economy are in place so you're investing in the right places. Uh, I think it could be done. It, it probably should be done. Just remember, again, we're in a global economy. So if we if we make the, some of the wrong choices, the decisions could be for, you know, we're, to take the opportunities not in another part of America, but in another part of the world. And uh, Mark Miro, closing thoughts, if you could uh, save us from our navel gazy Bay Area ways and uh, tell us, remind us what's at stake here for the rest of the country. Your report raises the issues of not just economic deprivation, but also the notion that having such geographic strange distributions of wealth and jobs, it's also tearing at the, the social and political fabric of the country as well. Well, one, one stake, uh, one first stake that is not that one, but I want to touch on is the fact that it could be that we are losing sightings and, and, and possibly uh, uh, the natural balancing of some of this into other U.S. sites because we actually don't have enough truly deep uh, competitive ecosystem. So it could be that there are there are activities, units, uh, and 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 startups that actually need to be in a very deep, sophisticated place that's cheaper, but that they can't find it in the United States. So they wind up in Vancouver or Shanghai or f- farther afield. So we think this is a response to the China challenge uh, in some ways. But uh, absolutely, uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, where uh, the, the, the costs here, we think we, we've seen enough. You know, we think the country's being ripped apart. We think tech has a, a role in that. And more importantly, though, these calamitous divides uh, both within metros, but especially now across regions, are eroding really the consensus that we've had around our crown jewel uh, 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 set of industries and innovation-based growth. And if we don't, uh, if more people don't see the validity and their participation in these industries uh, and see this only as remote, you know, I think we're going to, you know, we are doing damage to the fundamental consensus around our core industry. And I think, you know, that is a very serious challenge for this country in the next decade. All right. Well, a sobering thought to end things out on, but also perhaps a a call to action. To recap, we have been speaking today to Mark Miro. He once again is the policy director of the Brookings Metropolitan Program. Mark Miro, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, guys. Also joined by Jim Wonderman. He is the president and CEO of the Bay Area Council. Thanks for stopping by, Jim. Always a pleasure. Remember, you can find past editions of KCBS In-Depth online at kcbsradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. For KCBS and In-Depth, I'm Keith Manconi. Thanks for listening. You've been
been listening to KCBS In-Depth. Get every episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Visit kcbsradio.com for more news and interviews. We are the Bay Area's news station, KCBS.